Welcome to the 42 Podcast, where a Christian and an atheist sit down to discuss the meanings of life, the universe, and everything else in between. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Lindsay. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I had a lovely, yeah, I had a lovely Thanksgiving. It was nice to visit with family, and we had an obscene amount of food, and it was, it was great. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. So, we're going to have a little bit of fun with today's episode, because we, we've talked some intense things, and now we're going to talk something that, well, it's kind of a grab bag of what people may believe or even think. We're going to talk about aliens. Yeah. So, Lindsay, with a discussion on aliens, I guess here's my big question. Mm-hmm. What do you believe? Well, I think statistically, I see no reason why there wouldn't be life out there somewhere. Like, there are some moons in, around Jupiter that have water underneath the ice, and there could totally be life under there. You're talking about Europa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's two other ones, and I can't remember their names. Oh, I only know uh, the one. Yeah, I guess there's two other ones as well. Oh, cool. Um, but same kind of deal. And, you know, what we know about life here on the Earth that can survive, like, a kind of an enclosed ecosystem without sunlight. You know, those deep water hydro vents? Yeah. Well, if life can exist there without need of the sun, then life could exist anywhere that there's water, water, basically. So, yeah, that's cool with me. What I don't really believe in is alien abductions. Okay, so just for clarity, you believe in the potential of life off of Earth, but primarily in the microbial and bacteria scale. I don't know. Agnostic... I don't know. It could be anything, you know, but all I'm saying is if there could be life on the moon, on Europa, then there could be life anywhere in the universe. You know what I mean? Okay. That's all I'm saying. It, it's not confined to how big they are. It's just that that's what we know so far. Okay. And, and I guess that kind of then puts me into if you believe that life is a potential off of Earth, why do you have an issue with abductions? Because the universe is so big the likelihood of, in all the billions of systems, planets, stars, it's just so big. It's sort of conceited and arrogant to think that we would be paid attention to at all. If we haven't found life anywhere else, why would we think that anything would find us or come to us? That's just kind of, it's sort of the same as, actually, honestly, it's the same as the whole, we are the center of the universe because God loves us thing, you know? I think it's the same idea, it's just aliens instead of God. That's kind of what I th- my perspective on that. Hmm. See, I find that interesting that you, you fall into that, because it's, I don't think it's, they would be interested in us because you know, the whole center of the universe thing, but from a, I'm going to butcher this, anthropological? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from an anthropological perspective, we would be fascinating as a, in theory, a pre- faster than light travel society and well do we make it to right or do we destroy ourselves by so i just from that perspective alone i think it would be interesting what i what i meant was um i think believing that aliens would bother 
or that they would find us in such a vast universe is the same train of thought as thinking that Earth is the center of the Judeo-Christian universe and God loves you especially. It's sort of the same thinking. It's the same wheelhouse, I think. It is, like, it's statistically, yes, life could exist, but there's, like, hold on, let me find the number. There's, like, 13 billion planets. No, that's not right. Hold on, I'm trying <laughs> to find my, my article. Make sure you send me your links, because I've been putting the the stuff up in the show notes. Okay. 3,000. I think it's, like, 3,000. Okay. Uh, confirmed planets, and that's just the ones that we know about. Where the but the whole um, the universe is like thirteen billion light years big and growing. It's just like needle in a haystack. Mm-hmm. But could it could it happen? Yes. But the fact that alien abductions usually tend to happen in that weird state between sleeping and awake, and a lot of scientists, there's a bunch of articles that seem to think that it's um, sleep paralysis. You know, a lot of Christians or people that believe in God, if you believe in God, you see a demon. If you believe in aliens, you see an alien. You know, it's very suggestive, and it's common to bunches and bunches of people. So um, I- I'm of the opinion that alien abductions or things that happen in your room are s- is sleep paralysis. Okay. Have you ever experienced sleep paralysis or night terrors? No. I have experienced those. Uh, night terrors that are, are extremely vivid, and uh, we can go into that another time. But uh, yeah, it's just it's interesting that that's where your association with it goes to. Well, it's out there. It's just that's what scientists are are saying. That's all. Well, and and I understand, but it's having experienced them, it it feels different. I I but I didn't say anything about like how it felt. You know, like it doesn't really matter how it feels, except for you're terrified, which. Yeah, it does. Okay, it, if if you felt terrified, then it, that kind of lends support to the idea that insert hallucination here and and you've got a abduction. Sorry, that's where I say it feels different because it's not. If it's a hallucination, it is incredibly vivid. Or if it's tapping into, I lean towards the element of the spiritual. If it's breaking and breaching that veil of the spiritual, then it's seeing what is just beyond. Right. Do you think aliens? Well, have you ever heard of um, the Strong's Bible Concordance? Yes. Strong's Bible Dictionary? Yes. He believed that aliens are uh, angelic beings. So I have heard that argument that the idea of uh, the idea of other life that we see is the angelic. And I, I don't entirely disqualify that, but I don't buy that. So C.S. Lewis. Love C.S. Lewis. Have you ever read... Uh, his space trilogy? No, unfortunately not. Okay, it's uh, Out of the Silent Planet, Prelandra, and Hideous Strength. And Prelandra, the, the middle one, is an absolute favorite of mine. And Lewis deals with this idea from the Christian perspective. We worship a God who is a creator. So why would he just stop with us? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I fall into it, where it's I, I do believe that God is a creator. I believe he has created more, whether it's multidimensional or in our universe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I believe he he creates. So that's that's where it falls within my belief. But here's the really fun part, the, the monkey wrench in it all. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, mm. have you ever seen a UFO? No. 
I have twice seen a UFO. Okay. Continue. The the second one, I will admit, it took me a couple years, but I figured out what was going on. But it was really confusing, weird, and hit me at a point in my life where my mental health was not okay. I was letting the dogs out in the backyard and uh, just standing out there. And I, I love looking at the stars. And as I was standing there, I saw something moving across the sky, which doesn't freak me out initially because I grew up at the end of an airport. So you always see planes. I, I've learned to track and follow the ISS when it's flying overhead and satellites. And so immediately nothing abnormal for me. But where it got really weird is as I'm watching it, it started getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And then it became, in my mind, almost blinding. And then it dimmed and went away. Huh. It wigged me out for years. I didn't know how to explain it. Uh, I remember running inside the house after it happened and telling my wife, who's looking at me, going, Yep, he cracked. <laughs> that's fun. Uh, but I, I did finally find out what that second one was, and it's called an iridium flare. Have you ever heard of that? No. It's actually really cool. It's really rare, and people try to track down and do all the, the maths to figure out where they can see these. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is it's the sunlight reflecting perfectly off of a satellite solar array. No way. That's super cool. And it can... It, the light of it, you know, you, you'll see the little dim satellite flying along, and then the light, the magnitude of it, suddenly spikes up, and it's this bright light that's shining down, and it's not like a beam that you see from around you, but it it's there, you don't know how to explain it, and then it just diminishes as quickly as it started. Hmm. So, hindsight, cool. understanding that, and understanding understanding my mental health at the time it was okay that was not an abduction that was actually a really neat oddity of our modern age and science and it's cool yeah but the first time i saw a ufo i still don't know how to explain it i wasn't the only one who saw it and my mental health as far as i know was perfectly fine it was when i was a kid and it was towards the end of the evening and uh my friend and i it was like the summer one of the dog days of summer and my friend and I are outside playing and his mom calls us up onto the porch and she's watching something off towards the horizon towards Pittsburgh airport and it's these dots moving around they were too far to see what they could have been and they weren't moving like planes or even helicopters because you would see one kind of go straight or in an arch and then suddenly move up and turn around and go the other way it, it was just a series of dots light dots that kept moving in ways that were not normal mm -hmm. i have no explanation i was like 10 to 12 years old my friend and i saw it his mother pointed it out to us a couple of the neighbors came over oh okay no oh. this is this would have been the the 90s and it just it it was there it was an unexplainable that i i don't know hmm huh. Interesting. You know, that kind of put a, a tick in things for me of, well, that's a possibility. Um, so interesting. I have to recommend a book called A Candle in the Dark by Carl Sagan. Okay, yeah. And most of a, a, a really big portion of the book is talking about UFOs, abductions, 
and um, how and why they are credible or not credible. Mm-hmm. And one part of the book he was talking about now as documents are being unclassified in the Air Force and the U.S. military, mm-hmm. there are there are coming out more explanations for things that could be perceived as UFOs, but new technology being uh, flown or th- there is an explanation. Most likely, like 80-90% is it was something that either isn't uh, common knowledge yet because it's a secret or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Things that people see in the sky that have no explanation, that are lit up, that aren't acting like planes, um, a good explanation would be that it's classified aircraft. Well, and I mean, we saw that back in, I guess it would have been the 80s or 90s when, I think, if, if I remember correctly, it was called Project Blue and it was the F-117 uh, flying out of Groom Lake. And that thing looked so foreign and so alien and didn't appear on radar that that's what it commonly got identified as. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Speaking of which. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the, the aliens have come to get me. The truth is out there. But <laughs> no, I mean, so I, we, we have these instances where the government is probably most definitely testing weird things. But then there's also stuff like the, I was going to say, it's like a year or two ago, the New York Times article and the Navy pilots who kept seeing these balls. I think they were balls, but they, they would interact with and try to chase them and then they would make moves that the the pilots couldn't do hygiene maneuvers u.s the u.s navy yes was seeing this well there are other militaries in the world there are but here's the the catch that they kept commenting on is these things were doing hygiene maneuvers that the human body can't withstand right you know a a good navy pilot a, a good air force pilot i think they can do like 10 g's or so for a period maybe of time. they weren't manned well and that that is a question of well maybe these are drones but even then how, how can a drone move that way oh come on come on hey can you imagine if you if you in 2001 wouldn't it have been nice to have a cell phone did you have a cell phone could you imagine having a smartphone in 2001 i did not have a cell how phone. how obscene It'd be crazy it would be so technology that is, is always like that it's always you know, leaps and bounds ahead, <laughs> depending on what's gotten invented. It's always like that. Okay, so when <laughs> did you get your first cell phone? I think I was in that young discipleship program that we were a part of. I think that's when I got my first smartphone. Smartphone? Like a s- smartphone. When did you get your first cell phone, though? I don't really remember. It was after, definitely after high school hmm. and after college. It was It was a long time ago. Okay, I got my first phone... It would have been my senior year of high school, and only because we moved across the state. And mm-hmm. it looked like these two eggs glued together. Yeah. I, it was this hideous thing. I hated it. <laughs> yeah. Phones of the 2000s, and the whole concept of a modern-day smartphone in 2001 would have been... Mind-blowing. Not even blowing, melting. I mean, that would... Even take, <laughs> take an iPhone back to 1990. Or look, yeah, and look at like nanotechnology, and there's all kinds of cr- technology out there. They know how to take a leaf, take all the um, organic tissue, like the green, mm-hmm. what do you, what do you call it? 
No, not chloroform. Chlorophyll. Chlorophyll. Oh my gosh. Chlorophyll. All the 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 things that make it is a, a plant. So there's only this like thin membrane, and they can put that in your heart, and it and tell it what to do, and it becomes part of your heart. Wait, what? Or it can grow. You you can grow a kidney with a leaf. Well, this isn't in it's it's a, in a show called Bill Nye Saves the World. Yeah, I I haven't watched it, but. That's something that we're developing and can do now? Yeah. I mean, it's not wow. out there. Like, you can't just go do it. It's de- it's in development. Well, yeah, FDA approvals and all that fun stuff. But that's actually really cool. Yeah. So, and that's, if anybody told you that, or y- you almost don't even believe, you know, you almost don't even believe it. So, I think there's a lot of technology that's always, there's a technology we find out about. And then I think there's a technology that we won't find out about for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it is interesting, though, where you and I come down a little bit differently on this. And that's half the fun of this, because I'm looking at it going, yes, it could be, I believe, um, or the truth is out there. And you're just like, no, it's the government. Well, no, it could be, just not here. <laughs> it's the Russians. It's probably out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the Israeli, oh. <laughs> they're probably way, way, way advanced. Yes, they've already listened to our podcast. We haven't posted it yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's that's fun stuff. That's Who knows what's out there, but that's the fun of life because, you know, we're going to find it. So now I am going to make one final kind of... Oh, ooh, wait, 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 wait. One thing. Something to consider. Can you write alien abductions and aliens... There are there any accounts throughout history of alien abductions, <laughs> like hieroglyphics <laughs> on the wall, you know, cave paintings, documentation. If aliens exist and they're so advanced, then where have they been in pre-recorded history? And and not pre-recorded, but history before the X Files, history before this was common can, language. Can I uh, you know? make a recommendation for you for a show to watch? Yes. Okay. So first, I'm, there are some conditions on how you have to watch this show. All right. Hi. No. Where? <laughs> wow. Where'd that come from? Really? Okay. I, Continue. I'm not a proponent of drugs. <laughs> okay. But you should have a drink or two. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference. <laughs> okay. But yes. Continue. You should, you should have a drink or two, and uh, do you? You and your husband have a good banter back and forth that you can kind of pick on things together. Yeah. Like Science the- science Theater 3000? Yeah, okay. Or is it Science? Oh, Mass... I... No, um... I know what you're talking about. Wow. How could, how am I blanking on that? I watched one of those episodes last week. Mystery, mystery Theater. Ha. Yeah. Mystery Science Theater. Yes. All right, anyway. If you and your husband have a good banter like that... Go to, I think it's on Netflix right now, and watch Ancient Aliens. Have you never watched Ancient Aliens? No. Isn't it about, like, pre-Diluvian technology? No, this is about what you were just saying of if this has existed pre-X-Files, why are there no, you know, hieroglyphics of abductions? Why are there no... And this show tries to actually answer that question. Hmm. And it gets funny sometimes, um... You know, they'll talk about things like the Nazca lines. How did they make the Nazca lines without being able to see it from the sky? 
uh, or, or why why is the pyramids of of Giza so perfectly aligned to what would have been true north and uh hey look uh in Ezekiel the Bible the wheel within a wheel it's describing a UFO they huh. they do some things that are research wise probably very sketchy yeah but it's interesting <laughs> to watch it's interesting to go yeah okay it's a good popcorn show popcorn and and a drink yeah <laughs> and someone you can laugh at with that show so right. you watch a couple episodes of that and i mean they they do some it's again it's 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 in good fun at least yeah. i take it as in good fun all right so i'm gonna throw out a uh nod to at this point where we got our show name from and tie it into this all right Okay, go ahead. So at the beginning beginning of this, you argued, why would they come to Earth? What value is there to have in coming to Earth, right? Mm-hmm. You've read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. In The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, what does Ford Prefect say about some of the aliens who come and visit Earth? Um, I don't remember. They just dress up. I'm paraphrasing. They dress up fly by Earth, scare some of the natives, and have a good laugh at it. <laughs> That's it. So maybe yeah. we are nothing more than a universal prank for a bunch of teenage aliens. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> now, I'm also going to use this moment to explain one further thing. Lindsay. Yes? Our podcast is called... 42 Podcast. Do you remember why we named it the 42 Podcast? Yes, Robert. <laughs> good we've never explained it ladies and gentlemen the reason that we call this the 42 podcast is because in the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy the answer to life the universe and everything is 42 Lindsay, you and i have been walking through life in fun different ways we've come to different conclusions and even in these different conclusions we're still seeking answers to life the universe and everything else <laughs> The fun part is also a, a connection I made and argued in seminary of why 42 is actually a very fitting answer for the life, the universe, and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's the idea of God and man. Because what's six and six times seven? 42. Six being a representation of man, seven being a representation of God. Together, 42. And in this podcast, Lindsay, you and I are arguing from our perspectives, one being of man, one being of God, so 42. Very cool. Fun stuff. Yeah. So, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to uh, this episode of the 42 Podcast. Uh, I hope you have had a good laugh, have enjoyed, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Later. We talked about aliens and some goofy stuff. Mm-hmm. You found out I believe in aliens and have seen at least one unexplainable UFO. Yes. <laughs> are we still friends? Do you still respect me? Oh, yes. I. We are still friends. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I believe in aliens. All right. Have a good night, Lindsay. All right. See you later, Rob.